This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Gather round, my friends, for it's time for Previously on Modular. When last we left off, our heroes were celebrated by King Melandrock and received a feast and a large sum of money for the defeat of the Green Dragon Chuth. As they were on their way back to Waterdeep, they were attacked by a group of cultists, leading to Voltroy being abducted by a blue dragon. And welcome. My name is Jack Dean. My name is Luke Job. That, that's it for today. That's that, all, all the that, people. That's it. They, the other fuckers aren't around. Uh, and the other, if they were, that would make up the entirety of Modular. That's right. This is Modular, the podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Luke. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why do we do that? Well, Luke, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign. You want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign. You want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe your castmates have left you and it's just you're on 50% capacity. You just What else is there to do, huh? Than listen to some good old friends have a good old romp. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. (laughs) But y'all should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. And right now we're running the Rise of Tiamat. So if you don't want spoilers, you just got to get out of here. (laughs) And there is one other warning we should offer them. That's right, Jack. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and the Boston PD busting down your door asking for every dish you own and telling them if you don't give them those dishes, they're going to shoot themselves in the fucking head right here in your living room. So, (laughs) please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session 21 of The Rise of Tiamat. It's a modular pod, it's a modular pod, little D&D for you and me, oh yeah. Alright, Jack, what is the first movie you remember seeing in the theaters? Oh, that's a good question. Iron Giant, I think. Oh, that's a good fucking first. Big fan. Alright, Raven, what's the first movie you remember seeing in the theaters? E.T., because it was like one of those, you know, they'll show an old movie. My parents took I remember seeing seeing that with my parents. And I was scared. Nice. I was scared. 
I did not like. I did not like the aliens. The wrinkly little shit. Yeah, I, I hid. I hid behind the chairs like the whole time. <laughs> it was like ET, go home. You're like, yeah, fucking ET, go home. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go home. I'll go home. All right, Thorne, What's the first movie you remember seeing in theaters? I can't remember. I want to say. Uh, I know. I can't think of anything. Okay. Luke, what's the first movie you remember seeing in theaters? I have a double feature because I was Ooh. also scared of my movie. I went to see X-Men and then the part where Wolverine puts his claws around that guy's throat and his middle claw yeah, is like... slowly comes out. Yeah. It's pretty fun. So yeah, the other so, one? so as that's happening, I'm freaking the fuck out. And my dad is just like, fuck this. We're going to take him to see some other movie. So they take me into Chicken Run, and that was my first full movie. Ah, oh, Chicken Run. Hell great yeah. Film. I don't want to be a pie. Don't like gravy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Everybody cool? Good? I'm interested to see how Thorne's going to do this. Yeah. Cold open, straight in. A blue dragon picks up an angelic figure. And begins carrying it away. While a sea serpent and a bandit give chase after. In an icy cavern, you see someone who has been touched by both a dragon and a witch slaving away. While... A terrible beast overwatches. You also see a gnome and a half-elf standing by your side. And Teresa Dangerfield, you open your eyes from this dream. Locke, he's in danger. I need to go to him. Fuck this school. <laughs> I'm Teresa, dropping out today. Teresa starts just, you know, throwing, shit, in, throwing shit into the backpack. Just fucking, her roommate's like waking up. She's like, shut up, Marianne. I don't care about you. And she's just, she's packing her favorite stuff. She's got her Teresa, wand. Teresa, it's midnight. What are you doing? It's midnight. Shut up, shut up Marianne. I just told you to go back to sleep. Brit okay, well, I mean, do you, do you want me to wake you up for classes tomorrow? You know you're asleep when, you, when you're when you up this late. That's fine, Marianne. Classes are the least of my worries right now. Okay, well, I'll see you in the morning. No, you won't. I'm leaving. And also, Marianne, you start popping your pimples in the in the common room. I hate it. You're a terrible flatmate. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, you storm out of your dorm room and you... Where are you going? I need to be at that building I saw in my dream 
where I saw the gnome and I saw the half-elf. So you didn't necessarily see them at a building. You just saw them. Hey, I'm the one that can see the future, buddy. Uh, okay. yeah, I'll tell you what I saw. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry, I forgot where I described the exact location where you would find them. Yeah. I need to I need to obviously get back to the correct district of Waterdeep. I'm over here in the academic shit. I need to get out of here. <laughs> Do they have find, find, find my friends on their phone? Do they have find my friends? Because if they drop that, that'll be really easy. Yeah, drop a pen, Jamna. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, so... I would say that the best place to go will probably be home. You might be missing a few things before going out on an adventure. My word. My ring of warmth. My cloak of displacement. <laughs> my wand of magic missiles. Those will be useful. I should probably go pick those up. You head home. And I want you to give me a uh, perception. Fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah, you don't see nothing. Fuck. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I haven't done something that a divination wizard likes to do. Could I please roll my 2d20s of the day? Yeah, go for it. Ooh, hot damn. Okay. A nice thick eight. <laughs> and she's a natural an one, baby. And she's nice and thick. <laughs> All right, I can I can force someone else to take an eight and a natural one later. So okay, hell yeah, that's for that's today. That won't be the dragon fight. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And as we fight the dragon today, huh? <laughs> Out of the sky comes no. Um, it's coming in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they meant when they said "Great Old White Death." <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was a good one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I shouldn't have smoked PCP before this session. <laughs> you, you enter your house and you gather these things and you open the door to leave and standing in front of it, you see, with her back turned, a small gnomish woman. You're the one I saw in my dream. Well, 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 who do we have here? I'm Locke's little sister, Teresa Dangerfield. Oh, pleasure. My name's Jamna. Teresa would absolutely give her a nice little curtsy <laughs> and then shake her hand. Uh, yeah, Jamna, Jamna uh, shakes her hand back and, go, and again. I, I thought you were at college or something. What, uh, what brings you to your house, which I'm in? <laughs> Sorry, what brings you to my house, which you're in? I'm afraid that's confidential information. Okay, well then, <laughs> here's a broader question perhaps you could actually answer. How do you know my brother? We, uh, we met on, in, a, in a caravan on the, way, uh, on the way to Waterdeep, and we've... Um, well, we uh, our our goals briefly aligned, you might say. Insight check. <laughs> That's how you're gonna tell her. You're gonna tell her how you fucked. 
What do you think she means by our goals aligned? I rolled a 23 on my inside. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty high. What am I sensing from this this gnomish? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, um, you, you sense there is there is. I mean, with twenty three, you like there is there is strong history there, and I mean it's the of of the uh, romantic nature. And I mean, Thorin, you might want to correct me here, but I think that I think you can also tell that there is residual feeling still, still there. Oh, absolutely. For her, mm, for, for Locke. Teresa rolls her eyes so hard. <laughs> of course. What the fuck was that? Why are you rolling your eyes? It's fine. Like I'm, I'm saying normal things. He's a normal person who I know in a normal way. Right, of course. No, it's absolutely like my big brother. To have some beautiful gnomish woman just waiting to save his life for some God knows what experience the two of them shared. <sighs> How do you know I'm trying to save his life? And also, no, I'm not. Teresa kind of stops. Um, are you familiar with the School of Divination Magic? And that's a good point. Would she be? Presumably she would know a little bit about it. I mean, you've probably heard of it. Uh, I know all about divination magic. You but make conversation. You I'm somewhat of a divination savant. And I don't know where my brother is, but I do know that he's in danger. I came here looking for things to help me find him, but I also had a dream that you would be joining me. You and some half-elf. A guy with a pretty interesting goatee. Kind of hot, kind of not. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Jamna, I don't think at this point you've met who Teresa's talking Mm. about. But wasn't she there at the council day, or is this before council day? Leeson no, wasn't allowed in the council, after right? Council day, because so because... so maybe maybe you've seen him, but you don't necessarily yeah. know him. Doesn't necessarily ring any bells. I mean, sounds familiar. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I you're, you're saying you're saying that you've had a vision of the future where <laughs> you I in a third person make up a team to go save Locke. A sort of a squad with a suicide mission, you might say. <laughs> I'm not giving a... any titles to it, no, but you're right. We are... We are temporarily aligned in this mission. If your goal is to keep my brother safe, then you are a friend to me. Well, on the one hand, Locke would never forgive me if I brought you to danger, but on the other... Your skills could be very useful. And if you've already had a vision of it happening, doesn't that mean it's already going to happen? I'm not quite sure that's how it works. I was just about to take that class, actually, and I decided to do this. <laughs> well, all right, f- fine, fine. Game plan. You and I find this goatee man, and then we go find Locke as soon as possible. Okay. Perfect. I am going to very quickly go into my brother's room and try and find uh, any loose hairs of his that might still be around. Uh, Cholula... Oh, I've got some right here. <laughs> Cholula and Texas Pete don't always do the best cleaning job, um, but at the very least, I'm going to find one of his garments. 
And Teresa needs to find some stuff uh, to help her with a scrying spell. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, you find that no problem. While that's happening, Jamna, you are thinking to yourself, wow, this is really great. You know, I wasn't expecting like a whole party. Uh, but then you also remember, you don't really know where Locke is. But you do know someone who might. And that would be your boss and the current... Um, the current, I can't think of the word. The person who's representing the t- Zentarim in Waterdeep right now. The chair, if you will. The chair, Repres- not shade. Representative, the maybe. Yeah. Yeah, the current representative of the Zentarim and their interests within Waterdeep, Rhea Nightshade. And you do happen to know where she is. So maybe hmm. that would be a good first place to go. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, relate, <clears throat> I'll relay this back to Teresa. Here's the thing. the Locke, Locke hasn't given the best impression with my organisation and my boss, and us going to rescue him will definitely fall out of the purview of my responsibilities. So we, I will be going rogue for this. And as um, So when I need to go talk to her, I want you to come with me as backup but it's one imperative that she doesn't know that you're Locke's sister and two just just wait wait outside maybe while I while I have this conversation because things might go south alright hear me out you don't mention Locke at all but rather Locke's valuable treasure that he always keeps on him something that your organization might be more interested in rescuing. I mean, we're going to save him from a dragon. Uh, quite greedy creatures, if I've done my studies correctly. Don't you think that perhaps my brother had some sort of inscribed pendant of the Dangerfield household that is worth more than a fortune? That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, we'll do that. We won't mention lock at all. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And uh, I'm going to set off. I mean, do you need to stay in Locke's room to do the spell? Uh, just give me ten minutes. <laughs> okay, ten minutes. Then we're out of here. Cool. Ten minutes pass by, and... I'm casting scrying. You are casting scrying no avail. You little bitch. <laughs> You knew, you know, from, you, Luke, knew from the Macath the Crimson rescue that scrying doesn't work. I knew that sending didn't work, a lower level spell. I just upped the the spell slot ante by two. Yeah, sending and scrying don't work. They were unable to send or scry. Well, tomorrow I'm fucking preparing new spells, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) okay cool you head to sort of a shadier district of Waterdeep it doesn't have the best reputation at least not by Teresa and Locke's parents and you go to this great 
mats within the city, and you head inside. The, I guess, butler leads you or opens the door for you and says, "Mm, She should be in her private quarters. Uh, She has a guest. You may not want to interrupt her. But she doesn't pay me enough anyway, so... (laughs) Wow, that was much more than either of us needed. Thank you. I walk in. And you head to her private chambers and you give a little knock on the door. And you see she opens the door and she is uh, standing very tall, like wearing super high heels, full dominatrix outfit. Step on my balls. (laughs) Just Jamna, what are you doing here? I apologize for the interruption. You um, hear call out from the room. Lady Nightshade. Who is it? Who's at the door? Oh, what? Fucking God. He, I, is, of course, never ever gets his balls stepped on. Oh. This is a scandal. <laughs> she closes the door behind her. And she says, ignore that. Anyway, why are you here? Apologies, but this uh, this couldn't wait. Um, I've just received word that um, Locke Dangerfield had... She some... rolls her eyes at that name. No, I, I, I understand. He, but he has some valuable artifacts in his possession, not to mention... Um, the the scrolls and other works by uh, the the works uh, draconic works uh, as well as not to mention the the hoard within Arathator's lair. Um, I wanted to know, I wanted to talk to you and wonder if you could tell me if you've heard anything about where he might be so that I could launch a raid to recover these items in the name of the Zentrum. And that's all you would want to recover. And not Locke himself. If, if Locke is alive, which is a, a big if. To, I mean, you saw him. He can't survive uh, in the wilderness by, uh, by himself, let alone as a dragon's captive. But if he's alive, then no, there's the, he has no value to us or, or, or to me, myself. Probably have to roll deception for that. <laughs> yeah, roll roll a big deception. Is she rolling insight? That's a di- that's a dirty twenty. I know you two had a sort of history, but I don't know. I can't. You know, it's like two in the morning. I'm in the middle of something. I look. I know what it's like to lose a partner, especially a very good one. Um, I haven't gotten any word from higher-ups if about any official business involving him. Uh, my personal say would be no, let him rot. I don't really care for him that much. But if you think there's something valuable out there, wherever he is, 
go for it. I don't care. Well, thank thank you. Um, well, just uh, just one more thing then. Um, you need I to saw... know where he is, right? Yes, you've mentioned my... that. I'm my... yes. not certain myself. Maybe ask. I don't know. Someone else. <laughs> There's. Well, you go ahead and ask me what you were going to ask, and then I'll say what I was going to say. <laughs> well, my my source uh, seems to think that there there is there is a half elven man with a with a goatee who might be able to help us. Does this description mean anything to you? There are a million half elven men with goatees <laughs> in Waterdeep alone. <laughs> A, a million, a, a million half elves. I mean, I I'm exaggerating, obviously, but hmm, that does sound quite like his name. He's a harper. His name is Leeson Erlenthar, and he honestly probably would be the one to know where Locke is. They were way more involved with that whole situation than I was. Oh, thank you. And would, would you happen to know where he is? Probably at the Harper's Guild Halls. You know, in that part of the city. Well, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly like the idea of tangling with the Harpers, but it, you know, if it means we can cut a deal and bring glory to the Zentrum, then I'll do it. Of course. Glory to the Zentrum, right? Anyway, the way. <laughs> I have someone hanging. Uh, don't want to leave them there too long. So, um, goodbye. And she <laughs> opens the door and step back, steps back in. And you the hear her say... Cracking of a whip. <laughs> and you hear a cracking of a whip and she says, Alright, Daggy, beg me to go easy on you. And you decide to walk away at that point. Do we take psychic damage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, obviously, good for her. It's not. It's not easy to be in a uh, be a woman in a position of power and build a relationship. It's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Especially a woman at her age. It's no. It's tough. I for mean, she's age. pretty young. She's pretty young. She's definitely like, I want to say, thirties. It's hard to meet people in your thirties. That's it's hard. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Uh... <laughs> Cool. Right, you you yeah, head back to the entrance of this mansion and you, you explain to Teresa everything you heard. Not everything. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not everything, but the relevant things. Yeah, of course. Don't need to mention the whip crack. Well, it sounds like we need to go to these Harpers. Yes, I agree. You um, Would have been nice to know that the Harpers aren't particularly fans of the Zentarim. Faction allegiances be damned. We're going to save my big brother. If Leeson cares about him, then he'll do what he needs to. You crazy son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to the, let's go to the Harper's uh, Guild Hall. You head to the Harper's Guild Hall. I mean, I don't think you're necessarily wearing anything on you that looks like it belongs to the Zentarim. So, no, it's probably just leather armor. Yeah, probably just leather armor. So you just you're just an adventurer and a young girl, um, you know, just entering this guild hall. 
you see an older uh, dwarven man sitting at the entrance, and he goes, What brings you in here today, young ladies? We're looking for a friend. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not like that, and and not to you. <laughs> but we, uh, a man named Leerson. Oh, Leerson, yes, yes, yes. He's he's one of our better agents. Uh, should be in a study. You have a plethora of bad agents. Also, weird information to give us off <laughs> <laughs> <Up> the street. <laughs> Okay, great. We're just going to pretend that this conversation never happened. Goodbye, old friend. See now, dwarf. Did I, did I tell you where he is? Yeah, he did, said he was in the office. You just said that. Yeah, he said he's in his study, but I didn't tell you where it was. He just went from door to door. What the yeah, fuck is this? There's got to be some door plaques, surely. Listen, old okay, man. Okay, no, it's, no, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I think, I think you need a nappy. It's time for my uh, midnight nap, anyway. Midnight <laughs> nap. <laughs> Even though it's like four a.m. at this point, you head to the office that says Leeson on the front. <laughs> You've got to love and bureaucracy. Yeah. Leeson, you hear a, a, paper a light for the water cooler. Listen, you hear a light rapping at your door and you look up from the documents that you're poring over. Uh, hello? Who's there? Listen. Unexpected guest, I see. What brings you to my office? We're, uh, burning the candles from both ends, are we? Ah, uh, work is important. I, I tend to stay up late these days. Right, well, we won't, uh, bore you with... Fanciful introductions. I'm Teresa Dangerfield, Locke Dangerfield's little sister, and this is Jamna Gleamsilver. She's a member of a different organization. <laughs> I, I feel like you, you didn't have to tell. You could have no, just no, left no. that. This is Jamna Gleamsilver. She's a Teresa's a college or... student. She's new to this fucking yeah. spy ja- shit, bro. Yeah. Jamna is giving you daggers. <laughs> She's looking at you like, what the fuck? Dangerfield. Ah. Uh. A name I haven't heard in quite some time. I assume you're looking for your brother. That's the goal. Uh, any chance you want to help us look? We were told you might know where he is. So, Leoson, it's actually kind of weird that these two would show up here right now because you were pouring over the documents on your desk mm-hmm. are documents pertaining to the great north the sea of moving ice and old great white death himself Arathator. it's almost kind of like it was fated for them to come at this point maybe you should lead with the whole vision thing say that (laughs) (laughs) you have a look on your face like uh, you almost expected us well, you see, uh, I was quite literally just poring over the paperwork regarding your brother's location, his where, wherever he may be. Um, we do know that he is in the north, or up north, in the Great Sea of Moving Ice. What a Boston! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm struggling. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm showing them the documents at this point, like yeah. going over them 
for together. sure. You, you, I mean, I mean the I, the Harpers were very involved. I'm pretty sure you were the one who showed them off to the ship. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Frost yeah. Skimmer. So, well, I, I was going to say that maybe that's the first place that you should head to. It's almost as if fate is on our side. Lay it on a little thick there, Teresa. We get it. (laughs) (laughs) One could say fate is an old friend. (laughs) Is that a callback to something? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I get get you're young, you're you're in college, you're trying to like figure out who you are, but like you don't have to have a bitch. You don't have to have like a gambit. You could just like let let it naturally. Don't have to work that hard at it. Like I'm into knives. You don't seem to go like knife to meet you. Shit like that. Just, just be, just just be comfortable in who you are. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) She says. (laughs) She says. Okay, but don't we want to get out of here? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well. <clears throat> Leeson's like clearing his throat. Yeah. <laughs> this weird fucking dynamic has walked into his office <laughs> at four in the morning. <laughs> um, well, you see, uh, the frost skimmer seems like a good as place as they need to start. No, that seems like a good idea. I mean, if if the dragon slayers were able to find a Rathator once, I'm sure we can give it the same shake. And I mean, if this one can see the future. Listen, I know you have your own responsibilities with the Harpers, but Teresa here had a vision of all three of us going after Locke. Um, and I think you, I think we all, we all in this room know how valuable he is, how powerful, how handsome, <laughs> how wonderful. He's the best member of the of the Dragon Slayers, really. Oh my God! <laughs> I didn't realize you were such a simp. Um, well, I'll say this. Locke would save my life. Let it be known. Him and both his friends. So. Okay, settle down. My brother has more than two friends. He's a very popular guy. <laughs> I'm well, I'm referring sure to the, I'm referring to the other members of the Dragon Slayers. You see, this one over here tends to forget that or seems to forget that there's two other members of the Dragon Slayers beyond. Well, I suppose technically Locke. three if you got if, if you got Sally as well. But he doesn't really know Sally, so there's like a whole no. friendship there. That My brother yeah, talked an Lisa's awful lot about a hero called Wow and Olsen as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh man, maybe we should have brought Wow and back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, bro. No, if we if we brought Wow and back, this episode wow. would be ten minutes long. He would just wow. <laughs> wow. what. One shot of Rapazor. Done. Lock. Wow. wow. Time to go down, big guy. Wow. <laughs> You're a good dragon. Wow. Right, well, um, pack, pack your things. Let's go to the docks. It's like four in the morning. Should we yeah. take, like, a nap? We could we could sleep until morning time. The time is of the essence. Every moment we wait, every moment we wait, my brother gets colder and colder. <laughs> He gets quite chilly at night. <laughs> He's freezing his tits off out the air. Boston PD. <laughs> Boston PD. Show us your tits. Give me a blankie. I don't give a fuck how cold you are. If we get there, he's got a running nose. It's your ass, okay? 
We can go. We can go ahead. It was just a suggestion. Listen, you should probably grab your things. It should be around two uncommon magic items and one rare. <laughs> they're actually. They're actually. Leeson pulls out a tattoo gun and starts. <laughs> All right. Oh, fucking uh, Messel. He's just there. He's <laughs> the upper biro. Uh, I think I'm ready. Um, we can. We can set on foot now. You head down to the docks and you see in the east the sun is beginning to rise. And you go to really the only kind of like Viking style long ship uh, that's sitting there. This is the Frost Skimmer. One you, ha- you are familiar with. Uh, Leosin. And you see uh, you know, looking, inspecting it up and down, checking the tense, tensile strength of the ropes, is Larusta Halfface, the captain. As as a side note, we we packed for the journey, so do we have like warm clothes, or do we need to pick those up on the way? Yeah, you can pick them up on the way. Okay, I just want to make sure we don't get there and we're fucking freezing. So we got on our sweaters. Our yeah. sweatshirts. <laughs> um, hello. Uh, I think. Ah, we... tears, balls. I never thought I'd see your face again. Um. Well. Uh. Sorry to bring the likes of myself back here, but we. No, no. You're always welcome. Always welcome. We need some help with uh locating our friend. He was on your ship last. Didn't get picked up. Or brought back. Ah. Uh... Yes, uh, what's his name? Key, uh, Key Scary Meadow. Yes, I remember him. That's not his name. You probably remember him from his gangly frame. Had magic shooting out of his hands. Lock. Looks a lot like me, but he's a man. A little bit less attractive. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I know who you're talking about. I just, I guess I got his name wrong. What's his name again? Lock. Uh, you got his name so wrong, though. I think that's the problem <laughs> we're having. It wasn't like, oh, what's his name? Lenny uh, Lenny Davidson. It was... What, what the fuck did you even say? <laughs> name, his name, I mean, you said his name was Key. That's the opposite of a lock. <laughs> ah, I see. I mean, at, least they're, at least they're related. That's actually a good point. This line of inquiry is going nowhere. <laughs> and Scary Listen. Meadow reminds me a lot of Dangerfield. So. I mean, that, I mean, he is he wrong? Is he wrong? You can't um, argue with someone's logic. No. No, no that, 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 yeah, that, 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 is, that is true. So you want well, to hire out my ship to go back to the Sea of Moving Ice and, and you know, find your friend? That's just about the size of it. Right on the money. Well, lucky for you, you're actually going on a little fishing trip up there anyway, this morning. So, I mean, it's going to take a little bit. You, you caught us at a good time. We just got back like a what week ago. We were about to... You're saying a little fishing trip this morning. <laughs> it's literally going to take weeks, and you're saying, let's go fishing <laughs> this morning. I, I think, I don't... Uh, I'm no sailor, but I do want you to rem- 
Remember that it's literally going to take like eight days. I know. I was days. explaining how we just got back last week, and now we were about to head back up there. <clears throat> let, let me uh, ease the tensions here. Yes, we're, we're going. So you caught us on a good day, is what I'm saying. We were literally, literally about to leave. Teresa, almost... Teresa suddenly is wearing sunglasses. She whips them off, looks at Jamna, and says, "Fate." okay the dynamic here is like someone who is still in love with like kind of their ex a sassy sassy teenager and then a middle-aged man who is just who's just like done he's like had it i've had it up to here i'll turn this ship around (laughs) we're going home (laughs) the dragon slayer b team is really just such a hodgepodge of people (laughs) Anyway, if you want to board, come on ahead. I won't charge anything. A rescue mission is very honourable, and I'm all about that shit. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty great of you. Um, we've been up all night, so we might just uh, pass out on the deck if that's all right. No, of course, of course. We have little cloth for you to sleep in. <laughs> Nice uh, little uh, one foot by one foot pillows. <laughs> bit, bit of a far cry from silk sheets, eh, Teresa? It's so lovely. I really, <laughs> I'm very happy to be around the common folk. You look over at Lisa, and he's just asleep, like fully. <laughs> he's like, already. Asleep. He's not even under the covers. He's asleep. <laughs> An ancient monk <laughs> technique. Yeah, it's called planking. <laughs> you hear him shout something in some northern human dialect and all of his crew goes and they begin rowing and you're on your way to the great frozen north a week how long does it say in the book I don't fucking know. Bro, we don't have anyway. the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys don't have the book. No. It, it takes it takes about a week to get up there. Um, I believe that's the, the length it was last time. I think it was two weeks last time. Yeah, because I think it was a month in total, wasn't it? Yeah. While we're traveling, on one night, I would like to talk to Leeson. <clears throat> and just say... Uh, so my my brother saved your life. Well, he and uh, two his two well, you know, the two uh, people that he's yes, worked with extensively. Yes, Doctor Shans and Annie Oakleaf. Yes, I, I know them. Um, they came. I you see, I I went had went undercover, uh, to do some digging on the 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 dragon cult. And do some diddling on the dragon cult? No, I do not diddle cultists. I do not. Uh, digging. <laughs> Piss um, off random sailor number four. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a dagger over his eyes. <laughs> um, he's got, well, he's got um, one of those uh, uh, open eye helmets, so it just kind of bounces off. <laughs> well, you see, uh, but I, I had gotten captured intentionally to uh, learn some more. One of my worried compatriots sent help and here comes Locke. I'm 
forever indebted to what Locke and his friends did to help me. As well as all the work they've done to help combat this issue so far. I heard you kind of gave them a rough time of it when you when they rescued you. Like, uh, you were being crucified and you were still, like, giving it all that. Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, I was quite upset that the mission didn't necessarily go to complete fruition, but it's for the best that I'm still here today and we can continue working on this together, no? Absolutely. In short, I owe your, I owe your brother some help, I think. It all sounds very brave of him. I... It's it's hard to to see someone you know, you've known your whole life, <laughs> turn into something you don't know, you know? <laughs> he was always such a stupid little boy. <laughs> and now he's, he's a hero amongst many a, a person. It's... It's strange. And all this time, it it kind of... <laughs> I don't want to sound cheesy, but it does sound like destiny to me, because, well, ever since I've known my big brother, he's always been a hero, just to me. And now it seems like he's a hero to lots of people. I, it's very fitting. I'm glad he was able to help you in your time of need. But when we when we rescue him, Teresa, you should tell him that because I don't I don't know him. Gods, that. I would never tell him that. His <laughs> yeah. head balloon. Perhaps not as much as you you may think. I think I don't think he sees himself as a as a hero uh, in many in many ways. I mean, with the stuff he let you do to him, <laughs> another dagger. <laughs> Piss off, Sailor <laughs> Number Four. Right the hell Sailor, Sailor Number Four has a lot to say. <laughs> it's pretty, ju- it's pretty juicy gossip. I can't blame him. Actually, can't blame him. What What time is it right now? Are we just chatting at night? Yeah, you're just chatting at night. It's probably midnight. It's starting to get colder because not only is it now autumn. Um, actually, we're in the waning days of autumn, aren't we? At this point, it's about to become. Winter. Shit. Yeah. Bad time to go to the front move. It would be nice. <laughs> Poor uh, Locke should have disappeared this at a better time. Moving at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, as as we're traveling as as well, uh, while we're having this conversation, uh, I'd like to speak to Leeson as well and just go. So, hy- hypothetically, if there was a Zentrim agent who went rogue and was no longer Want that was no longer wanted in the Zentrum, or was hunted by the Zentrum, or something or kicked out, or anything like that. Are there positions in the Harpers, perhaps? Well, I, I think we can always discuss the potential growth, right? Hmm. Organization always has add-ins, subtractions, changes, if you will. So, I don't see why not. Well, well, that's fantastic. I'll let, I'll let my friend know. That's because it's about a friend. Of mine, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, like, of course. Uh, it's not. It's not about you or anything. Um, no, of course not. I'm. I'm. Insight check. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna roll my deception against it. 
That's 23 deception. You better roll high. Shit. <laughs> it's an eight. <laughs> yeah. Jemna's just talking about her friend. Well, um, if, if you will, you can send your friend's information along to me and I'll review it um, shortly. Um, actually, Eliason starts digging around his bag and pulls out a scroll that says Harper's application and hands it to Jemna. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't this isn't one of those things where I put all the information on the front page and then I have to go through another bit and put the same information again and then um, it's like a actually I've given you my CV type thing and then uh, there's to... actually 16 pages where you have to do that um, and you oh, also need to disclose me. any medical history uh, repetitive you know issues that might pop up uh, we need to be fully briefed before admission well. I'll hand this to my friend, and maybe, maybe, if if things go south with with her job, maybe she can she can hand this in. Seems like nobody wants to work these days, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of quiet quitting? <laughs> Please be patient with the dragon slayers that did show up to work today. <laughs> <laughs> these these goddamn unions get us every time. <laughs> It is the dawn of the second week, but it's pretty late at night, and you see this. you're finally here at the Sea of Moving Ice, and the ice isn't all that moving. You uh, bump into an ice flow, and Larista says... Well, we've made it. The ice around this time of year, it's not very mm, mobile, as you would think. Uh, a lot of it's frozen around. Uh, very good on the walking. Me and the, me and the crew usually just carry the, the ship around, uh, put the fish inside of it when we catch them. When last time we were here with uh, Locke, we saw the dragon fly in a northwest position. And so I, I would guess that would be your best place to check first. Captain, do you mind if I perform a little ritual on your ship? I don't mind at all. Therese will take one minute to cast Teleportation Circle on the deck of the ship so that we can get the fuck up out of here <laughs> uh, without maybe having to fight a dragon at all. Uh, Hell yeah. But before we leave, Captain, uh, just intention, a question. How long do you plan on staying ashore to, to fish? We're probably going to stay... Mm, I don't know. Man, what do you think? <laughs> Sailor number four shouts. <laughs> we should leave immediately. <laughs> they were mean to me. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. We we will stay mm, six days. Okay. So if you're not back in six days, unfortunately, we have a shipment of fish that we have to you know sell. So it goes bad after a while. It's so cold. Are you sure it goes bad? <laughs> <laughs> Also, just so you know, Captain, if on the seventh day we magically appear on your ship, it's because of the spell I just cast. Now, there's a permanent teleportation circle on the deck of your ship. Until the ship is 
destroyed one day, uh, and hopefully that never happens, of course. Um, we Okay, but what, here, what if, you know, so planks are replaced on a ship and eventually the original ship is no longer the original ship. If we replace the planks that the teleportation spell is on, will they be on those specific planks or would it still be on the ship? Little thought experiment for you. <clears throat> They're replacing the planks as we speak. <laughs> this is exactly why I was not a philosophy major. I decided early on it would be magic and magic only. Well, we'll try not to replace these planks anytime soon. Halt the plank replacement, please. Yeah, stop the plank replacement. <laughs> <laughs> At least not not that that circle of ten foot planks right there. Those stay. I don't care if they're rotting. <laughs> well, I wish the best of luck to you. And may Tyr and Odin give you strength. Well, thank, thank, thank you for your help uh, thus far. And, um, well, let's, uh, let's get in, get out, and not fuck around with any dragons, right? Yep. You three begin, you, you, you all take a slow turn and you face this great white emptiness in front of you and you know that that's where you have to go. Modular is Ravenwalker is Eliasen Erlenthar, Jack Dean is Jamna Gleamsilver, Luke Job is Teresa Dangerfield, and Thorn George as our Dungeon Master. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module The Rise of Tiamat. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Max Hedman writes and performs all of our music. You can follow us on Twitter, at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram at the Modular Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout out to Janet Social Ward, Devin Tolley, Keith Swanson, Joshua Rowe, and Lord Despedia, who all are a part of our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is so much fun. It's private which means that only the coolest kids can get in and there's no cover charge which means it doesn't matter how broke you are honey you can still get your ass right up in that facebook group that's where lots of people like to talk about the show it's a bit more uh casual experience and it's it's more of a open experience twitter oftentimes is us engaging with people who maybe don't listen to the show as often some of them do but Facebook is a place where we come to really talk to fans. Uh, you're going to get a more direct line to myself and the cast if you want to ask questions about the show. I also post a lot of our TikToks there. If you don't have a TikTok, you can still watch those there. It's a great Facebook group. I mean, you really just got to check it out for yourself, don't you think? Thank you for all of the love and support. We hope that you're liking this side mission kind of thing to go rescue Locke. 
it was something I had talked about with Thorin and we decided to pull the trigger on it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. I think you're going to like it. I am, you know, worried, anxious, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what fucking happens. New episodes come out every Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. <laughs>